When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Man, Joker just came out, our most anticipated movie of the year, and here we are, man. It's already October. It's October 4th at the reti- time of this recording. We saw Joker <laughs> last night, and yeah. and it's gone. N- now it's gone, but no, we'll, we'll, be, we'll be talking about this one for a long time. I guarantee it. I think so, too. Uh, and uh, speaking of the laugh, I don't know uh, anything about the comic or backstories, and I don't really care since I'm watching a movie, not a, a whole uh, canon or library of character development uh, that needs to be informed. But we get it; you don't like comic books. No, I, but I, you know, I don't know, and I don't, I shouldn't, I shouldn't need to know. No, yeah, you're right. right? Anyways, whatever, you were saying whatever, whatever those, whatever those backstories are. But uh, anyway, the way they did. The creating the laughter, and I think you know, looking back at say the Jack Nicholson performances, um, even even the Heath Ledger one, that sort of thing. <laughs> this one explains it in a very real and understandable way. I mean, the man has a condition; a literally, he's had a head injury and a brain condition that gives him uncontrollable laughter and one that he he's not enjoying the process which makes it all a bit more tragic and somewhat comedic right it, right and it's uh it was it was uncomfortable to watch that you know seeing someone suffer through that and but yeah i, I like you said i liked that they you know actually brought out the psychological part of the joker and and why he is the way he is um and i and i love how he had two different laughs one was one he couldn't control and then there was the one that was like more high pitched that he did when he thought something yes. was like funny but like he like would always stop stop it abruptly like he basically was like oh i'm supposed to laugh here so i'm going to laugh uh, I, I did just love what Joaquin Phoenix uh, did with that. Um, it was perfect. I exactly. I know exactly what you mean. And yeah, he. Well, it's funny too because he he doesn't as Joker. He kind of has a terrible sense of humor. Uh, there's that one where he's he, the one scene where he's he's watching a comedian taking taking notes on what what's getting the audience to laugh and he's completely out of sync with the audience he's laughing when they're not laughing and when they're laughing he's completely silent writing right. things down yeah it, he's and i think that just sort of shows the character in a lot of ways he's he he doesn't fit and you know the world essentially rejects him and he's just trying to cope in his own way right and and I love how they they introduced you know the the laughter you know we, we get it right away with 
it kind of in the background and then you show him with his social worker that's assigned to him after he was in the uh in the insane <laughs> asylum or whatever and yeah we're going yeah. into full full spoilers as always with our oh. movie reviews so yes definitely if you're a new listener and you haven't uh, watched or the joker yet uh turn this off go see it and then come back <laughs> and listen um well, i mean don't turn it off just just get spoiled and then go <laughs> that too <laughs> that too i mean honestly if I, if I got spoiled with this i i think i still would have uh enjoyed it just as much um yeah definitely. obviously now don't want to give my all my feelings away at the beginning of the re- review but obviously we both were fond of the film uh i mean what uh i mean what what stood out to you the most obviously we talked about the laughter uh what what, what else stood out to you what stood out most to me was the realism, the not comic book aspect of this, the real origin. You know, uh, as much as we love the Heath Ledger performance, that was, in retrospect, really just more of an action film. This is a almost just an isolated drama with, you know, some semblance of a connection to this other story that we all kind of know. I mean, this could almost be just standalone, you know, leave the, leave the rest of the universe problems, all of that aside. This was a legit drama and a legit origin story for a character. I thought this was absolutely amazing. And I'm just going to say better than the Heath Ledger performance, as amazing as that was. This showed me something entirely real, entirely relatable. You know, I never was drawn to close to tears when I saw Heath Ledger do all that amazing stuff. And it was great. And it was Christopher Nolan and, you know, and a great cast. This movie had me there uh, like three or four times, almost kind of breaking down in the seat. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I need to see it a couple more times before I'm ready to judge which one, which one was better. But yeah, I, I totally get what you're saying about the, the realism of it. I mean, it's just, yeah, you, you with with Heath Ledger's Joker. I mean, it was like you said, in, incredible, incredible scenes, and you know, just the way he's telling a story about his origin. It keeps changing in the movie, but in this one, it's just you just you're watching a man descend into madness. You know, yeah. similar. I mean, I think you hear it in every review now of this movie. Probably is you know, Taxi Driver. You know, that's yeah. a a man slowly descending into madness and and that's what what this is and it's and it's and it's real and you 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 get what you know why why he turned to that point i mean the city's totally turning against him they they're cutting funding to the one person he has to talk to about his problems you know he's so he doesn't get to have his medication anymore uh and he loses his job he's got you know, total mental problems, got a weird mom. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's just like you, you get it. I mean, obviously it doesn't excuse what he does, but you get it, you know, and that's what makes great villains is knowing their motivations. Exactly. And really, I mean, I guess comparing the two performances, you know, each character, the characters are, uh, or the single character, uh, but each time you see them are in very different places in their lives, you know, so right. maybe, you know, this would be like seeing Joaquin Phoenix, you know, 15, 20 years later, that Joker, what would that, you know, maybe you don't need or you won't get the explanation because, hey, I'm just shooting rocket launchers and burning piles of money because that's. 
that's where I've you know that's the that's where I've arrived at over these you know this period of time. So I do appreciate that. You know, you can uh you know maybe the Joaquin Phoenix portrayal wouldn't have worked in the Christopher Nolan Batman's. Right. You know? So you have yeah. to you have to look at it that way too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I think that they're very different. They're to- two totally different versions of Joker. Like you said it could be Later on in his life was the Dark Knight, and you know this is how he began. But either way, I mean, this is the the real uh, the fact of the matter is this is an or you know this is a standalone movie. So I mean, it's has nothing to do with any other Batman movies or anything, you know. But it's hard not well, to could compare it? them. I, I think so, especially after seeing the end and everything. Um, but I I would love it to just be a standalone. Um, because I mean, I, I can't see first of all Joaquin coming back for this to like go to, like. I think he went pretty method for this, you know. He, I mean, obviously lost all this weight. What he, he was able to oh, do with his so skinny. Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm interrupt, but just to, uh, just on that point, I want to don't want to forget that the comparison of his body and this to you were never really here, where he was very swollen and big and a bit almost fat in a sense, right. And then when he's like totally, I mean, he was a rail in this movie and that wasn't a long, you know, he's really, he is that kind of an actor and God, I mean, this will become like the Joaquin Phoenix show, but (laughs) the way we talk about him, but it's amazing. I mean, it's the Joaquin Joaquin Phoenix movie. I mean, he's essentially in every scene of this movie. Um, And that's the same with, you know, Travis Bickle with Taxi Driver. I mean, he's in every single scene of the movie. Um, Now... I mean, obviously, speaking of Taxi Driver, and in you know, there was also King of Comedy feel to this as well. Definitely. Uh, but we had Robert De Niro in this movie uh, playing um, uh, what's his name, Murray. De Niro. Maybe we could be seeing essentially a redemption arc or a renaissance. Uh, you know, like a last hurrah of his acting career because you know he could. He's arguably the greatest actor ever, and what dings him is his. Basically everything after, say, what uh, casino? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I loved him in you know Meet the Parents, Analyze oh, yeah, This, parents, yeah. you know, but yeah, yeah, but yeah. you know dr- dramatic roles. Yeah, I would say right. yeah, probably the Casino. Uh, Murray Franklin is the character's name. There we go. Um, yeah, there you go. Yeah, so yeah, I just want to say we got this, and then we've got the Irishman. Just to finish my point, we got the Irishman coming out in a bit, and you know we don't know what that performance is, but. It looks like maybe I mean De Niro puts in a great performance. I think he is absolutely perfect. He is what you would expect of a seasoned. He's the he he did exactly what he should have been or right. should have done. Yeah, because Robert De Niro putting well, in that that performance. When I first saw the trailers and first heard he was in this, I was afraid he was just going to phone it in and it was just going to be like a mediocre or whatever. But yeah, he did great yes. in this. He you could see him actually putting effort into this role whereas in past roles over the last few years have just been you know just him saying words kind of like how harrison ford is now you know he's just he just just thinking just that grumbling and you know just grumpy guy but yeah he like totally you know uh put put in work for this and i really appreciated that especially you know having this be like a taxi driver slash king of comedy vibe and everything i was so happy to see him actually perform in this movie 
Uh, I do too. Uh, side point here on uh, <laughs> Harrison Ford. Uh, the wife had on What Lies Beneath uh, tonight, so I kind of oh watched man, that. have you seen that one? <laughs> I have. Yeah, that not used a to bad creep movie. Me out. I mean, not yeah. great, but decent. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. It's Michelle. That's the one with Michelle Pfeiffer, right? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Harrison Ford is the bad guy. I, I know. It's, it's really hard. You kind of want him to. To kill her, you know, and get away with it because you love him. <laughs> exactly. That's what Harrison Ford does. Um, yeah. So, oh, oh, I wanted to mention the the director here, uh, Todd Phillips. Um, really interesting. I mean, if you look back at this guy, he directed Road Road Trip, Old School, Starsky and Hutch, School for Scoundrels, The Hangover movies, and Due Date. I mean. What a change! Yeah, I'll say. Yeah, he he went. Uh, this is because I mean, this is definitely not a comedy. I mean, I wouldn't even call this a dark comedy. I think this is total dramatic thriller. Oh. Yeah. Um, well, the laughter is uncomfortable. I don't know what it was like in the theater for you, but I think people in the crowd was trying to feel this movie out. Because people, yeah. I think, were, were laughing when they really shouldn't have it. Nobody really knew when to laugh or when to be serious. There was only a few like times where all of us could be like, okay, we can let it out now. Yeah. No, that's exactly how it felt uh, with us. Yeah, I mean, the, there was someone sitting next to us, and she was like laughing at everything. And I was like... No, this isn't no. supposed to be funny here. Like this, like you're on a laugh track on Seinfeld, lady. <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I mean, it definitely. Uh, uh, yeah, it, it, that's a good point. People were like feeling each. They were feeling this movie out. Like, what? What are we supposed to do? That's why another reason why I want to see it again and again. Just to, you know, totally uh, know what to expect. That way, I I know when to laugh. I guess I don't know. <laughs> Uh, one more thing on uh, Todd Phillips because I caught a line in the movie and then we're going we're skipping to the end as we like to do uh, more or less when uh, when Arthur Fleck gets on the the Murray Franklin show whatever right. that was called or if it's called the Murray Franklin show I don't know I think it is but uh, yeah. he goes there and uh, well, he's in full ma- we'll we'll maybe get this in more detail in a bit but he's he has a line here where he's like you control the morality. And I think he's referring to the media here or something like that. And then he looks at Murray and he's like, you you, you determine, you control what's funny or, or what's not funny. Um, and it's uh, it's it's a really important uh, point in the movie, you know, to, that sort of rebellion, that revolt of not of not wanting to be under that kind of control. But, um, and, and, I, and I bring this up only because I think a day or two ago, there was a story somewhere where Todd Phillips had said uh, he didn't want to make comedies anymore because he was tired of cancel culture, uh, which obviously makes him a horrible person for, for saying that. But, um, <laughs> but he went to but so think about I mean that, that that's a line for the audience from a character, but also I think a line you know based on that those comments in the interview a line from a di- from the director straight through a character to all of us. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, he was definitely saying stuff he wanted to say, especially in that last interview, you know, or that last scene with the Joker and Murray. Yeah, and uh, you know that he, he was saying a lot of stuff. I mean, it had to do with yeah the the media, the you know what what they decide is 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 funny, the the the, the public, everything like that. Not even what's funny, but they just decide what goes. What's and, right or wrong? Who yeah, how you should right, act? What you it, should do? Yeah. Exactly, and that's basically his whole rant, you know, at at the end uh, is is about and what uh, and it goes down to class, you know, you 
you don't look at people like us, you know, you're, you know, you're above it all. It doesn't matter. Um, so yeah, that's that, Thomas that, Wayne, right? I mean, that's yep. the guy who's above it all. So this is a movie set, what we think of, and you mentioned uh, Taxi Driver somewhere in the you know, early 70s. This movie is set there, but yet it's telling us things that, are, that at least seem relevant now, don't they? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely... Uh, a story for uh, today. I mean, it's very timely, you know, it's especially, you know, talking about mental illness and everything. I mean, there's, you know, there's an epidemic with that mental illness nowadays, it seems. So um, it definitely, you know, speaks on that and just how people can, you know, kind of just turn their shoulder to it and, uh, you know, almost turn a blind eye to it. But, uh, yeah, it it definitely sends, sends those messages. And yeah, it was definitely Todd Phillips, Todd Phillips, uh, uh, coming through in those, in those lines there. I'm really curious to get a, you know, really get his thoughts on things because it feels like I mean, for a, really, for a guy who made really funny comedies, I mean, legit funny, almost all of them were great. I love nearly all. I didn't even realize until looking back that, oh, wow, he made all of these. I mean, really, other than, uh, I mean, other than maybe the Hangover sequels, I mean, they're all great. I yeah. mean, I mean Starsky and Hutch, not great, but definitely, I'd say, you know, close to a cult classic, maybe, you know? Right, yeah. Um, and then to completely change, and he, I mean, he essentially he spelled it out. You know, I got tired of this world, and I'm showing you. I went Joker, basically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is. You know? Yeah, yeah. Definitely. And it's it's hitting on a sentiment, and uh, yeah, we should have him on a show and get his thoughts. <laughs> yeah, let's let's call him up. <laughs> uh, but this movie, you know, right away, not right away, but the the first scene where they're watching the Murray Franklin show. You know, it it shows Arthur Fleck in the audience, and you know, right away we get a sense of where his his mind is. So, like, the audience doesn't know what's what's real at first. Uh, you know, he has a nice moment with Murray Franklin and everything, and then it also happens with Zazie Beetz, uh, the girl. Um, she, you know. Uh, has a little interaction with him in the elevator and then you think they're starting a relationship somehow and then we find out that's not real so it, we're we're getting you know glimpses of okay what is what what is happening uh so they what i mean were you i don't know what what I mean what were your thoughts on on that whole thing my thoughts were was that uh, this was a brilliant way of depicting mental illness. Uh, we're not sure exactly what he has, maybe schizophrenia or something along those lines, or yeah. just he's he's had head trauma, which we know, so things just might not be operating properly. Yeah. But I thought this was brilliant, showing the way a man has his delusions, the way he, but he, you know, and I, even I was even kind of thinking to myself, you know, this is sort of. I've had little fantasies, you know, I mean, not right. quite as quite like this where I'm ending up in a woman's apartment and I shouldn't be there because I'm, <laughs> I've, I'm completely misread the situation or something. But, you know, sometimes you, you imagine, what if I was here? What if these people were praising me or yeah. something? And, you know, he was his fantasies, I guess, were filling they were all there to fill the holes that he had inside of himself. You know, when he was there in the, at the Murray show, he was like 
finally people are looking at me. Finally, you know, this man is showing approval on me. And finally I'm getting showered, you know, with approval and love and affection and someone validating me. And then with the with the girl down the hall, you know, I'm just going to get into my my uh, my makeup and you know knock on her door and make out with her and we're together now and yeah. we're banging you know and because <laughs> yeah. that's it was like just you know wish fulfillment or fantasy fulfillment and that maybe is sort of how that might work and it was really good because the, the movie essentially played everything straight you know it didn't uh, it, 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 it everything looked the same. In other words, it wasn't a thing where sometimes you see in movies where it goes into things are lit differently or slightly off-colored. We're like, okay, I know this is a dream sequence, right? Kind of a thing, or you know, where it's a little fuzzy on the camera and slightly off-color or whatever. Like I said, it didn't do that at all. It treated it pretty straight, and it took you. You had to kind of figure it out as you were going. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I like that too. It did. It. You were you. They basically put us in Joker's mind. You you didn't know what exactly. You know you weren't. Nothing was hinted at. Uh, you know maybe on rewatch. You know we might get glimpses of you know little little hints here and there. But yeah, I I, I love that too. Uh, what what uh the so the first murder scenes on the subway those were uh th- that was intense that's uh you know you got a guy he just got fired uh because he dropped a gun <laughs> at at a child a children's hospital you know that was legit funny right yeah yeah <laughs> that was that was I <laughs> I giggled at that um I was kind of howling at that and and the house was howling especially yeah. when he like picked it up because it was it truly was innocent. Right, and it yeah. did, it did kind of feel like a bit of a gag, you know. When he said it was a prop gun, it almost could have been, and especially there was like a little girl there, and he's like shaking his head and like doing the shush sign. Yeah, like, don't tell anybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was great. But yeah, that basically leads to uh, the the whole subway scene when he, you know, those three yeah. three Wall Street type guys. Uh, messing with a girl, and then the Joker's starting to get a little nervous, so he starts laughing, and he has this card which he gave to the lady he was trying to make her son laugh that says, like, I have a condition. I love you know, this. The laughing is uncontrollable and everything. That um, was great. Yeah. Uh, that, uh, but what, but that, I want to go back further and just address this more broadly, which is the descent of Arthur Fleck and... It se- I want to get just your read on this. It seemed like um, when he got jumped as the sign holder, that was the catalyst. Um, it's uh, crazy. Yeah, or- I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, because I mean, we didn't see him before that. I mean, that's really the first moment we kind of saw him. But yeah, I think that was, or was it? So I don't know. So that's that's the thing when he's seeing the what do we want to call her a social worker therapist city therapist or whatever yeah um, he's on what seven different medications I think you mentioned and it, it there was some sort of a flashback to him banging his head into a mental hospital right so the question is has he been in and out of facilities for a long time and been taking medication for a long time and seeing this lady for a long time? Or is this all sort of a recent development? What was your read on that? Um, I, I, I took it as a long time thing. Yeah, especially when she said, you know, since you've been in the asylum or whatever, she said, um, I, I took that as it's been, I, I, I took it as, yeah, he's been going in and out of, of hospitals. and Yeah, he's trying to adjust to society. 
Exactly. Yeah. Can't um, do that. Society is basically rejecting him. Uh, and then even sh- he, and he's not being listened to, like he says to the social worker. Like you know, he, <laughs> here he is talking to her about feeling alive for the first time, or like feeling like he, he his whole life he felt like he never existed, but now now he does. For my whole life, I didn't know if I even really existed. she still just like keeps saying i can't see you anymore or whatever and he's like you're still not listening you know so i mean that that just you know puts puts because uh, that's when she tells him he's not going to get his medication anymore and they can't meet anymore so i mean that just that just further you know sends him into that that descent but that's after those those murders on the train which you could definitely is it the gun is it he's looking for an outside force to help him and the gun allows him to just sort of do that? Like if he didn't in other words, if he's on that subway and he didn't have a gun, what what would he do? Just get his ass kicked, right? Right. Uh I mean, I, I don't think it's one thing. I don't think it's one thing that, that sent him over the edge. It's definitely a culmination of things. Yeah, absolutely. But I think it's it's about finding himself and that self is when he's wearing the mask. That's when he feels very uh secure almost because when he's t- when he's talking to Murray with the with, with his paint on like he's not he's not doing that crazy laugh at all he's not or you know that uncontrollable laugh he does do the <laughs> that laugh um but he doesn't do the the medical condition laugh um and he's like he's totally he I mean, kudos to Joaquin Phoenix. He totally transforms himself. He's a totally different person in this whole interview scene. Because, I mean, that's the main scene we see him as the Joker. You know, that's that's the Joker at his final, you know, at his, not his peak, but that's him finally. He is the Joker at that point. Whereas the rest of the movie, it's just him slowly becoming that. So how about that scene, in, this maybe ties in as well, where he's getting fired and he sort of changes like, oh, I forgot to punch out. And he yeah. punches the, <laughs> you know, the, the right. punch clock. And that, I mean, I think that's sort of along the lines of what you're saying, right? I mean, he's he's literally turning it into who gives a flying fuck, right? That's what right. he's turning into. Let's just laugh at this this disgusting, crazy world that they don't want me, I don't want it. And screw yeah. everybody. Let's just uh, and I, there's a part of me that 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 gets it. I hate to say, <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, it, yeah, it's 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 true. Uh, I mean, well, first of all, I mean, uh, the whole controversy before this movie about it can you know, uh, condoning violence and all that. Like, have, a Quentin Tarantino movie just came out this year that was a hell of a lot more violent yeah. in one scene than this whole movie was so shut up <laughs> you I mean, know it's well, like <laughs> yeah but i mean honestly i mean let's just look at it an, at an avengers movie where someone destroyed half of the universe i mean right <laughs> i mean th- there's more violence and death in these you know cape shit movies than anything we saw i, I was actually i was curious what you thought going in and, and my wife my wife i saw it with the wife and she's like is this going to be really really violent and brutal i'm like I don't know. I don't know how many people he's actually going to off. <laughs> and it ended up being really not that bad. I was going into it expecting it to be disturbingly violent, 
But yeah. the uh, me and my wife were talking after too. The 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 more disturbing part was watching his mental issues. That was right. more disturbing yeah. than any of the violence. Um, that was that was Absolutely. far more hard to watch. Um, yeah, yeah. It's a, a couple. You know, yeah. There's what maybe th- three scenes of him killing someone. Right, um, and I don't uh, want to. I, I want to go back to because you asked me about ten minutes ago <laughs> about the subway thing. Yeah, the subway. I was going to get to that. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, yeah. So we're you know he's he's there. Is he has he been? Is this his ride home from being fired? I forget exactly the yeah, timeline. Yeah, okay. that's this is right after he gets the call in the phone booth and he bangs his head on the glass, and then yeah, this is this is his ride from getting fired. And it's great because you know there's these three. Well, it's funny because they actually say Wall Street, which. I didn't know in Gotham they had a Wall Street. Yeah, I didn't either. Yeah, that was interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so just Gotham is just straight New York now. They just call it New York, right? Right. <laughs> uh, but anyway, anyway, he's sitting. You know, they're in a they're in a subway. He's off. You know, a few rows down from these three guys, these Wall Street guys who are, I'm assuming, coming home from the bar or something. There's a girl also near them, sitting down minding her own business, and this one guy's got this bag of French fries and. He really wants her to try the French fries. <laughs> he's just not interested. She's like, okay, dude, just leave me alone. And he's like throwing them at her. And it gets really weird. And, you know, Arthur Fleck has that nervous response, which is to just laugh. And he cannot stop it. Right. And he, and also, I just want to mention, he like tries to almost choke himself. Yeah. To, like to get stop. himself to yeah. stop. That's yeah. what he was doing in the uh, stand-up comedy routine, like almost like putting his elbow up to his throat like trying to yeah. stop it yeah oh but yeah yeah he's, he gets that nervous thing and then so the guys start messing with him and yep. you know totally start. basically knock him out almost uh that guy's singing and then later he's like he's a bad singer or something like that, whatever he said <laughs> yeah that was good <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's just really great i mean it's just so well done so well shot and as you know, the, him kind of killing them almost provides me, the viewer, with a bit of relief. Right. You know? Yeah. Like, the, I get the, it over. Like, end it. Ha, like, these guys are clearly assholes. Like, I don't want to see murder. Well, it's really, I don't know if it's murder, really. It's more, I think I might make an argument that it's not murder completely, yeah, except for maybe the, the last guy. Yeah, the last was guy was murder. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but you, the first two, yeah, you could definitely argue self-defense. I mean, it's just like yeah. these guys are messing with them. And you, this was kind of like the, maybe the one moment where you could understand someone doing that it's like yeah i mean absolutely why why wouldn't he it was almost like i don't know almost was like joker was the hero in that moment and it was kind of a weird conflicting feeling for me (laughs) because i'm always so used to seeing joker as a bad guy you know exactly and i don't i feel myself going back to the gun thing but now it's almost like, and I'm not, I'm not a gun owner. I don't care. It's not my, you know, I'm not, I don't want to get into that debate. But it almost does seem like, you know, as the 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 clown guy that I'm sorry, the coworker, the guy who's a uh, side character in Billions, I forget his name. Um, anyway, really good actor, the big guy who gives him the gun. In the yeah, he was bag. also in True Detective season yeah. one. Oh yeah, as the yeah as um the big bad the yeah, yeah the with yeah, the ears. Was, oh. <laughs> <laughs> the spaghetti monster. Yeah, there you go. Uh, but I, now I gotta wonder, like, you know, 
my Second Amendment rights or something, you know? Because what if he had the gun when he got a sign taken? He would just <laughs> blow them all away. <laughs> right, but it yeah. Is, it, but it is like, what? how do you go through the world, right, as a solitary, weird individual, and everywhere you go, people are kicking the shit out of you? Like, what, el- what else, cho- what other choice do you have? Right. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, if you have no protection or anything, yeah, I mean, what... <laughs> What are you gonna do? Um, there aren't so any you, cops there. If there are any bystanders, they'll step on you and just so they can move on. Yeah, I mean, you know? so I guess I guess you're right. I mean, if he never got that gun, I mean, who knows? You know, if he would have became the Joker, you know. Um, well, maybe he so would have I mean, found something else. I'm, I'm not harping on the gun, but only only in, yeah. in so far as it. I don't think it was wrong for him to have the gun. That was my that was my point. Now, what do you think of the whole? Um, well, I love just how abrupt the gunshot was and everything. It just kind of startles <laughs> you. It's like whoa! Like yeah. then when he chases the guy down and shoots him. But what do you think of the whole? His mom, you know, sending has been sending letters. He keeps checking the mailbox and everything. She's trying to write Thomas Wayne. Maybe he can help them. Um, and then he opens a letter and finds out that they had a him. His mom, who used to work for Thomas Wayne, had a had a love affair with him. What did you think, think of this whole situation? I think it was a perfect, like, bait. <laughs> bait twist. Not yeah. a real twist. I think it was just perfect because it, it just gets your mind churning. What? They're brothers? Yeah, They're exactly. What? You know, and I don't know. I was glad that they weren't. Yeah. Well, as far as we know, I mean, it seems like he was adopted. Um, unless, you know, Thomas Wayne had his people, like, fudge the papers or whatever. It's but, possible. I mean, are yeah, it is possible. But are you? Do you think he is not his brother? I don't think he is. No. Okay. I, I don't, yeah. I, I don't think that would make a whole lot of sense. Although, you know, within the context of the movie, I mean, this is very much an anti-corruption, anti-rich, anti—you know. There's a powerful group of people who essentially don't care about the rest of us, and they're just going to let. You know, it's a it's a zoo out there. If you're not, you know, the wealthy elite, and Dave know, is wearing cl- a clown mask, by the way, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I know, right? I mean, I'm not trying to. I'm not going that way here. I'm not going to hurt anybody. I promise. <laughs> but I, the, I mean, that's what the movie's saying. So in a way, that story is somewhat plausible. I mean, I, you know, in reality. The mom is likely mentally ill and all that, but you know, there's a, there's that outside. Now, I don't believe it. I don't think it it makes the most sense. Uh, I, th- I think it's almost better that he he sort of the way it went was that he believed it or wanted to get answers and then just got completely rejected again. You know, right? Your hopes were dashed yet again, Arthur Fleck. What do you think about that? How are you gonna? Yeah. Yeah, I, I love the twist in this movie. Like it's yeah. like like in the surprises. Like yeah, when he's reading that letter, I'm like, what? Like what? What is happening? Um, and then she has a stroke right well, after. What do you the think? Detectives uh, do it. Um, what what about uh, all of it? I mean, just well, I, well, no, no, no. I mean, when you were just saying that about you know, there's the rich. You know they're on top, and then they forget about the little people. I think that just as a movie, that would be an interesting uh, juxtaposition. You got this Bruce Wayne figure and Joker brothers. One brother is totally, yeah. you know, the on the poor end of the spectrum and becomes yes. a villain. One brother is 
yes. legitimate. And I was thinking the exact you know, same thing. <laughs> kind of Thor and Loki a little bit, um, but in the real world. But <laughs> uh, so yeah, but yeah, that would have been. And it, that's an interesting thing to explore um but but yeah i mean I, uh, I, just as a batman fan i was a little disappointed if it was going to be the case just because i was like eh, that's that's a little i don't know it just it just i would have been you know i would have wouldn't have ruined the movie for me or, or anything but yeah i was just i was happy it will it seems like he is adopted okay so let's get into this then the batman issue the batman I don't want to call it a Batman problem or whatever. So we sort of see, we get a different version of the Batman uh, origin or you know, very or pre-origin, I guess. Yeah. We see how Thomas and his wife get killed. I'm trying to think, I don't think in any, I'm trying to think in any movie where it was this explicit what happened. Um, you know, the, the Christopher Nolan ones, it was just a faceless man. It seemed like a random act of violence. I'm trying to think back to the the older Batman ones. Even then, I don't think well, they the Well, were... the Jack Nicholson one, it was it was the Joker. Jack, like, it was, oh, was it? the Joker. Yeah, the young, a younger Joker that killed him. Oh, um, that's right, when he was like a mobster. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that they, they did that. Uh, Batman v Superman, I think it was just a random thing um in that universe uh and then even like the joel schumacher ones i think it was just a random just random um well in this one it's not the joker it is somebody else i mean it was this uprising this following this revolution even and there's another point and we're going i'm going off here but just the the fact that this was a a revolution and a following but not on purpose he didn't even really want it necessarily it just right yeah happened yeah it did yeah it didn't yeah but he embraced it i think is is the is the key Uh, oh he loved it you know yeah yeah absolutely smile on his face yeah when he's walking (laughs) walking through the protests like he's like cheering like with his fists like yeah like and then that's when he sneaks into the theater and confronts thomas wayne oh, who great. just punches him in the face that that whole sequence was was uncomfortable but great okay. um yeah so okay sorry i went off track there but w- w- my point was it sort of sets batman in motion directly yeah yeah um, so it's 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 almost like a origin story for batman and joker you know right <laughs> The Joker, you know, the second-handedly created Batman. Now, there's a there's a time or an age issue here, slightly. Yeah, well, Arthur, Arthur Fleck is what about what do we want to say? He's forty. I don't know. Maybe well, no. I think they say thirty. They okay. say, uh, they yeah, don't look thirty. <laughs> well, no. I mean, Walking jo- Phoenix, I think, is in his mid forties. So, yeah. okay. <laughs> well, thirty versus maybe a ten-year-old kid, roughly. So, twenty-year difference. Right, yeah. So, so you got by the twenty time, year old Batman fighting forty year old Joker, maybe. Uh, that still doesn't. It'd be almost but like jo- a Joker. Joker uses the mind, though. It has nothing to do with you know. Well, yeah, it's not um, physical prowess yet. So I guess right. that that's fine. Um, yeah. But, so okay, so all right. I don't know how to explain this, and I'm not wearing a mask. I promise. Um, it made me wonder. Well, what is. If we accept in this film, I hope I'm trying to be clear here. If we accept in this film that the world is corrupt, the world is crazy, the world is, you know, um, rejecting not just Arthur Fleck, but wide swaths of people. 
is leaving people behind and is really it's it's intensely corrupt and run by the rich. What is Batman fighting for? <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I, I think you kind of see that at the end. You know, the whole well, we'll discuss what we believe the end means, but. The whole, uh, you know, I mean, well, Thomas and and the Waynes get killed. You know, we get uh, Gotham in in disarray. I mean, Gotham is like corrupt. I mean, it's got literal rats running around the city. The garbage is everywhere because of this whole sanitation strike. Um, It's just how Travis Bickle describes New York city and taxi driver, you know, right. it's, <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's, you know, one day a real rain will come and wash all the scum off the streets. Yeah. So, and I that guess, real rain in this movie is Batman. So he'll, but, well, no, Joker but, thinks he's doing it, but he's doing it in a sick way. He's right. doing it in a, you know, non con, forming to he's doing it in an anarchist way yeah anarchy well but you gotta you gotta shake the tree right you gotta shake the the fruit off the tree because who's because if you leave if you left it to thomas wayne and then his son uh, and nothing would ever get solved i mean tom or bruce would just just continue the corrupt system wouldn't he but i think uh well i don't know i think bruce is a better person than thomas yeah, Thomas I think was a jerk, at least in this Yeah, movie. he was. It, it, originally, it was uh, Alec Baldwin was cast as him. And because... That would have worked. Yeah, it, because, it, because he was explained as a Donald Trump-type figure, uh, he kind of got backlash for it because he plays you know a parody of Trump on SNL, so he backed out of it. Um, Is so, that yeah, what this character was supposed to be? I didn't quite get I didn't, that. Yeah, I didn't get those vibes uh, at all. And how yeah. about Mark Marin? I thought he was going to be in this movie. He's in it for like two seconds. <laughs> yeah, literally. One yeah. scene, he has like yeah. three, three lines. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, like every, like I would listen to his podcast and he would keep saying like, yeah, I'm shooting the Joker. You know, he kept saying like about days on shooting. It's like, how, how many days did it take to shoot that? They must have cut some <laughs> scenes with him. Well, he well he had non-speak. Well, there's the one where he is speaking in that sort of dressing room and then there's... Then there's, it's probably the whole scene where uh, Joaquin Phoenix is actually on the set for the show because he's in the Mark Maron is in the background and there are right. shots of him there, so he probably had to be there multiple days just to actually be there for that when that camera is shining over Joaquin Phoenix's shoulder. Um, but I don't want to I don't want to lose this point though this Batman versus Joker thing in this world we're in. Uh, it, it, so I my thought was. You need a Joker to come and shake things up and to break this awful system, but then at some point, it goes too far, and then you need a Batman. It's like it's That's, like anarchy versus like control or well order. Well, that, that's kind of what Joker's all about. It's, yeah. You know, in Dark Knight, you know Heath Ledger when he's talking to Two Face, trying to corrupt him. You know, he's like. Uh, what does he say? Dis- disrupt the d- established order and everything goes into chaos and he's an agent of chaos. Exactly. Um, you know, I know they're different, you know, uh, renditions of the Joker, but um, I think that's that's what it is. I mean, you, you so- can't have... You you can't have God without the devil. You can't have Batman without Joker. You can't have, you know, I think it's that whole... Okay. Thing. Yeah, that's a good point. So I think what I'm trying to say here is I think sometimes you need the devil and sometimes you need God. And 
<laughs> in the context of this movie, we needed the devil, and then maybe later the devil goes too far, and then God needs to put the hammer down. Because, okay, so would there be any need for the Batman in this movie? No, because that's Batman. When Batman's not going to go collect the trash, right? Batman's not going to go kill the supersized rats. He's not going to provide funding for Arthur Fleck. You know, these right. people are like, no, like this system, I don't need more order. I need more chaos because you people don't understand the problem. You are neglecting us. You are leaving us behind. And God damn it, we're tired of it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the, the politics of that makes sense. You know, I mean, it's it's you get it again in this movie. It's like you 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 understand the people, you know, it's about, you know, for the people, you know, that's, that's kind of what, what it is. Um, yeah, it's, it's interesting to think of it that way. Cause yeah, I mean, you're, you're, I don't know if we're supposed to, um, are, are we, we're not supposed to think a Joker is a good, good guy in this movie, are we? Or is it just a matter of understanding the psyche of someone who goes crazy, you know? Um, it's, I think it's a little bit of both. I mean, yeah. it's certainly, it's certainly so effective at showing not sympathy. It's just understanding, understanding, right? And I think the Joker is such a cartoon character. He's so absurd, and we got you know different. We got Jack Nicholson who. He's a great actor. He did his best, and it's still, you know, silly and cartoonish. We, got, as, as I said at the top, we had Heath Ledger, who was phenomenal, but you know, in an action context, but not this deep. And maybe it needed an actor like Joaquin Phoenix and a director who was, you know, committed to to these kinds of themes and ideas. We're not supposed to see him as a good guy, but you know, he's the devil that will do what I want him to do. You know, yeah. He's, if I want someone to spill over that apple cart, maybe I won't do it. But if the guy go, if someone else goes and does it, yeah, I'll clap my hands. Right? You know? Yeah, yeah. You'll 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 cheer him on. You'll you'll get behind that. But only get- so far. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're they're not getting behind Thomas Wayne. I mean, they're not. Uh, they're they're definitely not getting behind him. Um, he uh, he kills his mother, Dave. Um, yeah, well, kind she kind of surpri- she kind of had it coming, you know. She was a liar, and no, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, I was surprised by this actually. I didn't I did not see I did not foresee this. I will say, um, even when he was finding out stuff, I I did not foresee him killing his mother. And when he does, it's like man, he's just <laughs> he he's doing it. You know, and he's you know not uh, remorseful at all. Um, I mean, I I. I, I don't even kind of get it. Um, My thoughts were that he gets to a point where he basically um, comes up with a new form of morality for himself. Yeah. If you harm me, I will kill you. If you don't harm me, you're okay. And I think that's sort of the lines he draw. His mother clearly harmed him. She was, you know, she had her own mental problems and then lied to him about what, what, what at least we think, yeah. about who his father was. And even abused him. him when he was little. At least oh, we God. think. Oh yeah. God, we don't know those if those stories are accurate. But yeah, chained to a radiator, he was being abused, had bruises, had all this head injury, which what causes his uncontrollable laughing fits, that sort of a thing. Right. Um, and so you hurt me, and I'm gonna hurt you back. Like 
I think that going back, maybe going back to the gun. Oh wow, I have an ability to change my circumstance. I can right. fire this gun and 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 you know stop this person from hurting me. And it clicked the switch on his head. Yeah, and I think that this was like the culmination of that. And then, so he does that to his mother, and also to. I'm forgetting the character's name, but the guy who gives him the gun—I mean, that brutal murder—and then he spares the little the little person because that that guy never bothered him. I just realized that uh, that metaphor too—the he kills the big person and lets the little person go because it's about mm-hmm. getting the big person, Thomas Wayne, and you know, letting the little people have theirs. Oh, you know, that's perfect. I didn't even get that until just now. <laughs> Because, <laughs> yeah, he's definitely a huge guy. Right. Yeah, he's not just yeah. uh, normal. He's big. He's kind of overweight and very tall, and the other guy's very small. Oh, that's perfect. There's a great symbolism yeah. there. And then taking down the big guy to spare the little guy. Oh, that's great, Ben. Great call. Yeah, this was uh, and this was, this was was a shocking scene, too, when he just takes the scissors, oh, brutal. stabs him in the throat, and then in the eye, and then bashes his head. <laughs> I love how he says, oh. you know, the the midget can go. He's like, yeah, you can go. Yeah, go go ahead. And then he like scares <laughs> him. He's like, woo! <laughs> totally scares him. It's just like he's like just he's just like so normal about it. And then I was just gonna say the the little guy trying to unlock the door. That was because oh, a little too that 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 little slide bolt was a little yeah. too much out of his reach. And it's funny because here's Joaquin Phoenix. You know, when he says, "I'm not gonna hurt you," I believe him. And yeah, that's absolutely. That's credit to him. I mean, that's his... I mean, we're almost like not even talking about how amazing this performance is because it's so natural. It's almost like watching like... Um, I'm just going to say, you know, like a Brando. You know, it's so yeah. natural. It's so just not... It's almost not... It doesn't feel like acting. You know, it's or back to Christ, you know, De Niro and Raging Bull. I mean, I think this is one of the all-time performances. I mean, it takes an actor like this to sell... This story and all the themes, all the things we've talked about, which are all really terrible, but yet we kind of can 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 reason our way through them. Yeah, yeah, you're right. We haven't been talking about his performance enough. It's just the subtleties, the just the way he can just totally transform himself. Like, because he's a nervous person at the beginning of this movie, and then at in that scene like he's just like he just killed a guy and he's just so cool and calm and like yeah you can go i always liked you 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 know you've always been good to me i appreciate yeah. that and he like does yeah. his accent even he's like ah oh, yeah i don't know exactly what he says but yeah he does like his his english accent and it's just like yeah you're right like joaquin phoenix can totally just you you, you buy him you know you know he's not tricking this guy he's gonna let him go it's just, yeah, it's a good call there. It's that there's a there's an interesting level of trust, you know. I mean, I guess yeah. you know the, the the little person he is not sold. I mean, when he gets free, he books it. But and the little person, I don't know if you recognized him. He was on Game of Thrones. He played. He played. <laughs> he was in that play that uh, Arya was watching. See, she was supposed to kill the actress. He yeah, was yeah. in that play. He was being Tyrion in the play. Oh, okay. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> Keen eye there, Ben. Thank you. Um, (laughs) But yeah, so yeah, that was a a brutal scene. But yeah, I'm glad we figured out the big guy and little guy, that whole uh, (laughs) difference. Fantastic call there. Um, That was great. The imagery in this movie I wanted to talk about real quick. Um, the uh, When he first kills those guys and he's running away, first of all, his run is just 
he runs like a maniac. <laughs> it's so great. It reminds me um, of the one where he's wandering away from the detectives and he's like crashing into cars. It reminded me like this is almost this feels like classic Joker. This is like yeah. I'm just gonna like slip away because I'm a silly, crazy guy. Yeah. No, that was great. Yeah, that definitely felt like classic Joker. But uh but yeah, the the imagery of him when he get when he kills the guys in the subway and then he gets into that like public bathroom and he's just kinda like dancing and like just kind of just like looks up like he almost feels like liberated like it's just what just a beautiful shot of him um great great cinematography there yeah Yeah. and then the whole movie he's walking up those stairs and then when he finally makes his transformation into the joker he uh and he's coming down this he's down the stairs this time i think this is his descent into becoming a full madman and they're playing that that like basketball music the (laughs) he's doing like the humping (laughs) yeah it's so great like i saw you know you see it in the trailers and stuff but like during the movie like i'm like i'm like Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> this is the Joker. This is Perfect. awesome. He's a bad guy, and I'm loving every minute of this. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, and and I love how it's like sunny at that point too. Like the whole movie's been like kind of gray, and it's like sunny when he's coming down. There's great imagery there. Yep, good call. Um, but uh, and then yeah, just when he's uh, gets gets to Murray, ask him to call him the Joker, like he says in the trailer. Uh, oh, and then uh, in his journal, uh, there's a couple interesting quotes in there. Uh, I hope my death uh, makes more sense than my life. Uh, that's a, a definitely an interesting line that I would like to dissect more. I mean, not obviously today, but, uh, you know, it's definitely an interesting line. Yeah, and um, it seemed like maybe the plan here was to blow his head off, but right, yep. not, right? Yeah, yeah, knock, knock. Boom! Oh. Yeah, that was, uh, <laughs> and that would have yeah, been a good. That would have been a good joke. I mean, that's, I mean, and th- that's what uh, <laughs> it's funny too, because that's what Travis Bickle was intending to do, but he exactly. ran out of bullets, you know. Um, and then, uh, well, so I want to I want to step back here. And one of the my criticisms of um, Taxi Driver was it didn't make, and I still don't have a great answer. Maybe, maybe I'm sure it's out there. I just maybe haven't dug quite enough but why bickle wanted to kill palatine i I still don't understand (laughs) yeah i know whereas trying to kill murray this murray franklin that well he personally insults him one and then two he represents the guy who controls culture the guy who controls what's funny who determined one man you know and this could be maybe not one man but you know a group of men you know to a real society you know the the journalists the people on twitter with blue check marks who tell you what's funny and what's good and what movies are good and uh you know hey all... we're trying to get that blue check mark oh, sorry, man. Yeah. <laughs> and again i'm not wearing a joker mask here but you know that and that's that's what it is that i think to me that when i see murray that's what i see i see the establishment, the, yeah. the the people in power looking down and laughing at me or you know other people that because of they have different views than you and they're different than you and they don't think the way you think and you want to crush or they want to crush you, right? And you know, no, I'm taking a stand. I will not be freaking crushed by you yeah. because who the hell are you? Yeah. Murray, I love how he pronounces his name as he's <laughs> going on that rant. It's so great. 
and uh, I just I love the 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 uh, uh, tenseness of that scene. You know, he's like when he asks for a joke, he's like, "All right, I'll tell a joke," and he goes to his back pocket grab something you think it's going to be the gun and it's the his notebook you know and it's like oh okay he's actually going to tell a joke so i want to ask you something we just had our episode top five joaquin phoenix performances and i don't know if you thought this but this scene reminded me it had to have been in everyone's mind of this reminded me of the (laughs) the joaquin phoenix david letterman Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> whole thing hundred, showing uh, up. Yes, care, all this. I mean, this was definitely playing on that, right? You, ha- yeah, it had to have been. I mean, it just the way uh, Murray was responding to the him was just like how Letterman was responding to yeah. him. Like, yeah, a hundred percent, they were playing off of that, <laughs> yeah. which was great. <laughs> I loved that. It was perfect, <laughs> and it show this shows great collaboration between director and actor. I think to set this thing up. Yes, absolutely. Um, and De Niro's I, being I, a bit of a prick here. I mean, just like the way David Letterman was. I mean, he's annoying. Right. He's an ass. Yeah. Playing to the crowd. Because, you know, and that's interesting, right? Because if you go back to the Letterman thing, Letterman's, Letterman, Letterman's freaking David Letterman. And you know, right. I've been doing this for you know, 30, 40 years, and you're not going to walk into my place and make an ass out of me. I will destroy you. And that's right. basically the Murray Franklin thing. And, you know... You know, Joaquin Phoenix in real life didn't have a gun to blow off David Letterman's head, but you know, what if he did? Right. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Instead, he just put his gum on on the bottom of the table. That was the extent of it. (laughs) I mean, yeah, man. Man, that's shocking, shocking cinema here not so yeah. much for the the pure violence but the, you know it, it's the thought it's the it's, right it's the concept of what's actually happening yeah i wish i had the the you know the actual um phrase he was using uh, at the end when he finally was about to bl- blow his head off he, yeah. i forget exactly what he said but but yeah that was that was powerful um, that was intense and then he man. goes that up to the, and then he's just sitting there and then he goes up to the camera and then the camera cuts out like, <laughs> what was he going to say yeah. <laughs> um there was another uh, thing in his journal that said the worst part about having mental illness is people expect you to behave as if you don't that was an interesting, uh, interesting line. Um, that uh, again, I, I will be dissecting and, and thinking about. Um, now, well, that what applies you- especially to say. That, I mean, that's a perfect thing to say to the, you know the laughter, right? What is he supposed to do? I mean, he right. has an uncontrollable yeah. condition, or right. you know, or say you've got you know I don't know autism or something, or just right. anything. You know, I mean, I know that's personal to you, but you know what. What do you expect? I mean, it's I can't, you know, go into a box and cover myself with a sheet. You know, I'm a human being and I deserve some kind of dis- dignity and respect. Yeah, and then that's exactly what I thought about. You know, when I, you know, with my son who has autism, you know, it's like people, you know, when he's out in public or something, he might be doing a, something a little, it might be a little strange to outsiders <laughs> and things like that. Like, but it's like that's the like he said that's the worst part of having a mental illness is people expect you to behave as if you don't it's like i can't help it you know (laughs) um so yeah that was like you know it's like i got a broken arm or something you know right yeah it's not any different than that you know i've got something that it's it's me it's who i am i can't change it and this is you know have so have a little respect 
Definitely. And uh, w- this line was in the trailer, but uh, w- what did you think about when he, right before he killed his mom, he said, I used to think that my life was a tragedy. But now I realize it's a comedy. What's uh, what's the what's the realization he's coming to there? Like, what is it? Is he just now like realizing that? To me, it's like, sorry, I was gonna say to me, it's like all I can do is laugh. I mean, it's it's essentially it's it's a it's a statement of it's a statement saying nothing is real, really, at least not the yeah. way I'm supposed to understand it. And since all of this is a farce. And none of this really makes any sense. I'm just going to have fun in this fun, crazy world because yeah, that's all I've got. Right. Because right before that, he said like he's never had a single moment of happiness in his life. So it's like, yeah. you know, I, just I can't it. control. The crazy. Yeah, I can't, I can't control my laughter. So I'm going to turn this into a comedy. My life is now a comedy. Everything is funny to me, even if you don't get the joke. Right. That's like back to what I said about punching the clock. I mean, yeah. Well, I'm you know I'm I'm fired and you know a normal person wouldn't say I forget to punch the clock and then punch it right <laughs> because who well. cares at this point? Well, you know like it's like it's like a it's a way of rejecting the rules of the world, you know. Right. Well, that yeah. I mean that not by you know I mean going very far, which is killing your own mother, but right. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. I also love that shot of him when he's when he's about to kill the big guy. Yeah, you know he's got his hands against the wall and he just has the white makeup on and he's like kind of looking up yeah. that's a great shot of him um and then uh so yeah i mean he kills murray you know right in front of a tv audience and he's getting taken away in a cop car and then uh uh you know he's he's looking enjoy at the riots that are happening with clown masks on he's like i did this i did something and then an ambulance crashes right into the car and he gets pulled out of it and kind of uh, you know, held up almost like a I don't know a Christ figure in a I way. Think so and this too. is this is when Wayne uh, when the Waynes get killed. Okay, we'll edit this out. Uh, yeah, a little bit of a little bit of a Christ thing on the back of the cop car, and and a, and a bit of a resurrection, right? Because he's uh, that's a good point. He's a bit bloodied, maybe dead. We don't know. And then he rises, <laughs> and he rises, to his and flock. then <laughs> when, oh, and then when he. When he makes the smile with the blood in his mouth, that is just icing on the yeah. cake right there. Beautiful. That was just oh, oh, oh. pure great. They could, they could they could have ended it there, but I'm glad they didn't. So they cut to black, and then he's talking to a psychiatrist in a psych ward. Yeah, I thought that movie so, was over there. That begs to question. Obviously, he's been imagining things through the movie. What was he imagining? other stuff in this movie like what <laughs> oh don't tell me this movie was a dream <laughs> well no i mean the the director has already said that we can make up our own theories like he's he's not giving any straight answers or anything like this is up to us okay so side question well not side question but semi side the, the the therapist i had a problem here i wasn't I, those are the original therapist he's talking to in the city that's not the same woman he meets in arkham right my wife said that too. I I I don't think so. I don't think so either. And, but it 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 looked like she had like older. It looked 
Well, yeah, it looked like she they purposely gave her gray hair. And so, like, too, is this though? I saw he had a gray beard, so I didn't know how much time had passed. I was confused, but it didn't seem like it was the same actress. But because she was only in it, and there's so much going on in this movie, and I sorry, right. look up the IMDb, but. Was there a connection no, there? I, I, don't I, that, I mean, there, there, there definitely could be. I just um, couldn't tell. That's that's why there's theories. There's theories going around now that you know he's he, this whole movie was just him talking to the psychiatrist at the end, that, and we don't know what what moments he oh. chose to give and what not to give. God, that ruins it for me if that's true. But no, I mean it's it's it doesn't have to be true. So well, if it's true, what, what do you mean? Doesn't we'll just no one will tell us or? Yeah, I mean it's. I don't think that's the case. I think everything that happened because otherwise, you said Todd Phillips that, that, said, that w- otherwise it wouldn't it wouldn't uh, it wouldn't make sense that he would be telling a story that he was imagining Z- Zazie Beetz was his girlfriend when she really wasn't. He imagined that he was at uh, uh, on the Mur- Murray Franklin show at the beginning of the movie, but he wasn't. So right. like and it, that whole uprising would, would have not been. We could verify that, right? Whether or not right, it was yeah. a riot. Yeah, right. So. Okay. So um, the only the only the only thing I think is that maybe he didn't get taken out of the cop car at the end, and he 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 imagined that I could see that uh, happening. But but anyways, I mean, I was just curious if you what you say you say you just think everything was linear and it just. I mean, for the most part, I mean. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, maybe for dramatic effect, like you said. I mean, maybe he wasn't exactly, you know. Maybe it was you know, intensified to him of what was going on, and yeah. maybe there wasn't quite as many people rioting and all of them cheering for him because maybe not everybody knew who he was, or maybe I right. don't, I, I, but, you know, I can't quite tell. Maybe maybe the maybe it was just a random car accident, and they just pulled right. him out because you know he's not a cop, and they just helped him or something. I don't know. Yeah, and then he yeah, got found very later. True. Um, but yeah, I don't. Um, what, what do you make? He clearly killed the. <laughs> The the doctor or whatever. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Then he's running back and forth at the end of the hall. What was that? Him? Was he? I thought he was getting going to get people to escape, but it seemed like it was just him running back and forth. Um. Yeah. It was. It was. Yeah. Him running back and forth. Yeah. At first, I thought he was letting everyone out of jail. Yeah. 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 Killed, <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Um. But yeah, it was just kind of a running back and forth. I think it's a callback to them watching the Charlie Chaplin movie, like a silent movie, like comedy scene. I think it was oh, okay. the final moment of like kind of comedy with the Joker, and now he finds everything just funny now. Um, I think that's what it was. Um, a good call. And there. Uh, what do you think? I mean, when she's talking to him uh, at the end, you know, he says, "You know, you wouldn't get it." You know, basically when you know he she wants him to tell her something he says you wouldn't get it and then then the batman or not batman but bruce wayne with his parents dead flash and we see that scene again real quick and then it flashes back to the joker what'd you make of that i don't know i don't have anything i I mean i don't think anything just to like show that contrast maybe to the thing we talked about earlier versus you know chaos versus order but yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't. What, what about yeah, you? Yeah, I think it was just to remind us that yeah, that I mean, that thing he's... is happening. That he set this thing in motion to right. Yeah, yeah. Because this 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 conversation conversation could be years later. Who knows? Like you said, with the gray hair and everything. It's funny now. I mean, is Batman really the guy that the Joker needs? I, I don't know. I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, maybe now that he's the Batman, will give him a reason to 
uh, rise again. Maybe the Batman's the one that gets him to come out of the asylum and because Batman's trying to clean up the city, you know, just like his father or Thomas Wayne was the one that rose to power. I don't know. I'm just talking out of my ass here, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. But this is this is. I'm with you though. I mean, I don't have answers either. I mean, yeah. I mean, I raised these these points earlier. I don't, I don't know. It's all speculation because it. And I guess this is maybe my main point is the fact that this movie kind of changes the perspective of what happens in Gotham. I mean, right. This shakes this to the core. I think definitely. Yeah, what the way you perceive the Joker, I mean, it has to change from here on out. And then, of course, as I said, I mean, well, what does that mean for Batman? I mean, if these two are polar opposites fighting each other, then why? I mean, like, and right. that was a question I posed, you know, a while ago. What's Batman really fighting for? I mean, yeah, right. I mean, stop a madman, but for what purpose? You know, to defend a corrupt system, to, to bring it back to the Thomas Wayne days, or something different. He never really tells us, does he? I, I mean, I think I think it's his parents were killed right in front of him by the city that has turned to scum, and he's he doesn't want that to happen to another kid. Well, yeah, but for but that's the hero version. But what world does does Batman really want? I'm not sure. We don't. We don't yeah. really know what what his like deep thoughts are, other than to kill bad guys, which are great. I mean, he yeah, <laughs> he just wants everyone to go to the speed limit, uh, <laughs> stop at red lights. I mean, is he gonna institute pay your taxes? Right? Is he get? But is he gonna? Is he gonna end the the garbage uh, worker strike? I mean, is he? Was he gonna do crack some heads and make them go back to work? Is he gonna? <sighs> is he gonna? You know, enforce extermination on super rats? So, like, what is his plan to solve? How, is he going to increase funding for mentally ill people? No, we don't know any of that. that yeah, that's kind of my point. I mean, what what is what is Batman? You want to know? For you you want to know who? You want to know who to vote for? You know? <laughs> Joker I, versus I, Batman. You, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> you, you want to know? Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, I mean, I think it, it, that's why it, it's definitely interesting to have those discussions and everything, and you know, theorize and everything like that. But yeah, I mean, it's 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 hard to know. Like, it would be interesting to know what what Todd Phillips was thinking about that, you know, I I love that they connected it. Like, I love that they added, you know, the Waynes to it. Like, obviously it's, it's the Joker and everything, but to add that connection was just great. I loved how they did that. What was great. Yeah. What was so great about it is it's just a little bit, right? It's just, it's just a taste. It's just enough to set it up. They don't beat you over the head with it or anything. It's just, yeah, it's just, yeah, like you said, a little taste. Um, and the killing, yeah. the killing of uh, Bruce's parents is totally believable. I think almost maybe the most believable. It's just right. they get happen to just get killed, collateral damage in a riot. They're just a rich people fleeing out of the theater, down an right. alley. Some guy with a mask finds them, shoots them for no reason because hey, what the hell? Here's my chance, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so like you said, it's definitely gonna it, it it changes your perspective on on the Joker. So like when I watch definitely. Dark Knight now, I'm gonna be thinking like, okay, <laughs> this is how he got his start. Like <laughs> this is, you know, yeah. it's it's interesting. It's gonna be interesting now watching watching you know these. Um, so I mean, I, I'm thinking guaranteed Oscar nomination for Joaquin. Oh, definitely. You know, I mean, I, I I sort of don't care about the Oscars, but I know, <laughs> uh, but but yeah, I mean, absolutely should. I mean, and uh, performance-wise, yeah, I mean, this guy is amazing, and also 
question for you here is uh, I'm feeling a battle for best picture. You know, at least I don't care what the Oscars say, but at least this, in terms of blockbuster mentality, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood has been or was the best movie of the year until I saw this. And I think these two are pretty neck and neck. What do you think? Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm 100% with you there. I don't know which to rate uh, higher. I will definitely be watching them both again before our top 10 list, um, you know, at the end of the year. Which one do you think is more watchable, even though well, one's about 45 minutes longer than the other <laughs> and the other? Yeah, so I'm kind of curious what you I, think I mean, when you put when you put it that way, most watchable, um, I I could see myself flipping on Once Upon a Time in Hollywood more just because it's in more comfortable watch yeah. just because you know yeah, it, yeah. Brad Pitt's so charismatic Leo you know they're both just great to watch fun to watch there's comedy elements to it whereas you know Joker is same with Taxi Driver you know you got to be in the right mood <laughs> to, to to watch it I think yeah and uh, I'm I'm gonna make a declaration. Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is maybe the greatest uh, Quentin Tarantino film ever made. That's my that's my declaration. Wow. Maybe look at you. Maybe yeah. I think it's yeah. only second to Pulp Fiction. I know you love Reservoir Dogs a little more, but uh, so that's that's high. That's a high bar. And yeah. that, that movie surprised me a lot. And I didn't. I went in there just being like, yeah, I'm gonna watch a you know a Tarantino film in the theater. This is a nice experience. Gonna watch it. And I absolutely freaking loved it. And yeah. here we are now. You know, watching an, you know this movie, Joker, and it's uh, <laughs> it's, it's just so different. They're both <laughs> yeah. I, they're just so different. So yeah, I mean that's why it's hard to hard to know. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see where these fall. At the end of the year, as of uh, now, they're they're definitely one and two, but yeah. which order? I don't know. Well, but okay, so let's leave that aside. But number three is I don't even know what, right? Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, we're we're getting into where Oscar movies are going to be released now. So I mean, there's there's you know, there's going to be more coming out. I, yeah. I don't think I don't know if you are, but I'm really interested in this lighthouse movie. This uh, Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson one. This looks very yeah. interesting. I'm interested as well. Uh, and maybe that will be. I don't know if that's show worthy necessarily, but I definitely want to watch it. Yeah. Did you see the preview uh, for 1917? Yeah, that was in. The, yeah, that was. In oh the yeah, that was. Yeah, that was in the theater yeah. last night. That looks very uh very good uh, yeah. i think that could be that that's sam mendez and it's supposedly it's gonna look like it's all one shot oh really uh, and it's gonna be like a real time like oh. movie so so yeah that that i'm well, excited for that one well i like um, war movies i don't like world war Two. this one's world war one so I'm yeah saved so. a little bit here <laughs> <laughs> a little change yeah it does, this one does look good but i mean are you saying this could be a, a contender or is that yeah, you know, yeah, okay. I definitely think it could be a contender. Roger Deakins is a cinematographer. Oh, who, I didn't know that. Yeah, well, now I'm sold. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so when that guy so, dies, uh, I mean, he's got to be in his 70s now. I mean, when he's done, what's next? I mean, every, I know. Every, I think post Deakins. At least... He, at least he finally won his Oscar for Blade, you know, in for Blade Runner twenty forty nine. But uh, yeah. uh, you know, maybe he'll win another before he's dead. But oh, there was um, also the teaser for Tenet in that. So there was not much there, but just John David Washington uh, was yours. I'm sure you saw the same thing, no, right? Chris no, Nolan? oh, I didn't see that. No, oh, this little what something the heck? There. It's about it. It's like a minute. It doesn't tell you really anything. Uh, okay, maybe I just didn't put the two together. Maybe I did see it. But I, I don't remember. But anyways, uh, how would you rate Joker? 
So I'm going to give this thing four stars, leaning on five. Really close here. Because you don't do halves. Yeah. uh, I'm going to give it four stars and four buckets of popcorn. I thought it was a highly highly engaging film. Made me think about a lot as we talked about some of the themes. Really making us kind of rethink the whole villain hero thing. Who's doing what and why? And yeah, again, what is Batman fighting for? I want to know right. and explain it to me. What is the world Batman wants? If this is the right. world that the Joker is, you know, literally, fight, we have a villain fighting for injustice. How do you square that? It's funny. You you have more questions about Batman now after watching this yeah. movie rather than, you know, having questions about Joker. Because it makes you um, think of the villain. And if you buy right. into the villain's motivations, then... Well, now I have to rethink the quote-unquote hero's motivations because if he's fighting a villain that I understand and get now, obviously I'm not supporting a mentally ill mass murderer, but <laughs> I can I can support maybe some of the things he's fighting for. And if someone's right. fighting against him, now I've got to wonder what is that what is that purpose? So, um, it, you know, just the fact that I'm just the fact that I have to think about that. Batman, one of my favorite heroes, one of my favorite superheroes. I start questioning him. Wow. That's that's well done by a filmmaker. <laughs> yeah, and that that's how Joker gets his minions. Yeah. you know that's how he gets his henchmen. Absolutely, uh, people like you. So uh, I'm not wearing a clown mask. Ben, stop <laughs> trying to put that on my head. Uh, so four and four, and of course for popcorn four. This movie was at a two hour and two minute runtime, I believe, which is just uh, it's almost to the sweet spot of five minutes. Um, which I think every movie should not be longer than five minutes. No, hour and a half is well. No, hour and forty-five is ideal. Anything more than that, you got to show me something great. And this one did, so I'm going to leave it to you, buddy. How did you rate this thing? Yeah, this movie flew by for me, and I just I didn't want it to end. <laughs> no. um, I, I give it four and a half stars, and uh, I'm giving it three buckets of popcorn. Uh, just i don't know it just it, just because it was uncomfortable at times you know i i it's not really a popcorn film for me but um but yeah. i mean 3 3 bucks of popcorn i think is still pretty entertaining but uh so yeah four and a half and 3 only i'll say maybe we didn't mention this but the first 15 minutes of this movie was kind of having a hard time finding its legs did you feel that way yeah. as well I, like you said, I think uh, you know us as as film goers. We were kind of feeling out the film at first, like, and that's what I was doing. Like, I was like, I, I wasn't sure what was, ha- like, I wasn't sure how to take him yet. Like, yeah, I just, I, I, I wasn't sure. So yeah, I think that for the first fifteen twenty minutes were a little hard, not hard to get through. It just, yeah, it was, you know, I, I, I didn't know. I didn't know what to think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, right there with you. But um, but uh, all right. So yeah, that's that's Joker. Finally yeah. saw it. Our most anticipated movie of the year is in the <laughs> it books. Absolutely was. Uh, can't wait to go see it again. Uh, Dave, where th- where can the people find you on Twitter? You can tweet at me at Dave underscore Quist. I am at BC Cord. The show's Twitter is at Blockbuster Cast. Uh, you can review us on iTunes. Can you can review us now? everywhere. Please just review us. Uh, just check out our show with Ken Knapsack that yeah. uh, just came out. Ken Knapsack uh, read said his we book. Should end the show. He's like, guys, uh, we're done now. Let's, let's yeah. get out of here. Why we love Star Wars is his book. We're gonna we're gonna probably end the show soon, but uh, but I just want to thank you all for listening, and uh, I really appreciate it. So let's end the show.
Let's do the saying. All right, folks, that is it for us. For Dave, I'm Ben, and as always, grab some popcorn, grab some snacks. We'll catch you guys at the movies. And as funny as it may seem, some people get their kicks stopping on a dream. But I don't let it, let it get me down. Cause this fine old world, it keeps spinning around. I've been a puppet, a pauper, a pirate, a poet, a pawn and a king. I've been up and down and over and out. And I know one thing, each time I find myself flat on my face, I pick myself up and get back in the race. That's life.